0: Hello and welcome to what is episode 109 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. My name is Matt and I'm taking over hosting duties for the first time ever while our beloved Jake uh, happens to be on a secret assignment in Tokyo. I'm joined today by my fellow gamers Brody. Hello. And Seamus. What up? How are we guys? It's been a little while since you've been on the cast.
1: Seamus, how have you been? Yeah, good, good. Uh, busy with work, um, and actually been playing a lot of games past couple of weeks. Yeah, so it's I'd been it's been really good. I
0: hear you've been uh, dating several dads. I
1: have, I have been, I have been enjoying the company of many dads in. Dream Daddy Daddy dating simulator um, which came out just a week or so ago now I gotta say that's it's certainly an interesting looking game like
0: it's it's caused a bit of controversy among sort of conservative type gamers but like it looks like a, quite an interesting game do you want to you know elaborate a bit more on it?
1: I would I would be happy to <laughs> <laughs> So when I first started seeing it I was like this is interesting because you know we've seen lots of dating simulators with the pigeons. Or um, anime schoolgirls and so when this came along i was like oh cool so like a bit of variety to the genre. and when i first saw it i was just like oh that's cool that's there i'm happy it's there for that specific audience it's not really for me but the more i kept hearing about it, i was just like man this actually sounds really interesting i just want to try it and see what it's like and it's <coughs> it definitely has its flaws there are a number of bugs and some of the writing is a bit iffy but for the most part It's just really funny, and the characters are... The the dads, the very, very hunky dads, are a lot of fun to get to know. It sounds...
0: Yeah, it sounds really interesting, so, you know, hopefully I get get a chance to play it myself, and I don't end up adding it to the backlog of games I already have, so... Yeah, Uh, and Brody, how about yourself? Have you been dating dads as well?
2: I have been dating some dads, but uh, I've also been playing some games. So, um... The Dating Dads is unrelated, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I haven't really been doing a lot with my time, just, you know. I've been playing a game called Pyre, which I'm sure me and Seamus are going to want to talk about at some stage.
0: Yes. I'm sure we can fit it in here somewhere, but, but uh, do explain more.
2: Um, I don't know if I'm the one that's well-equipped to uh, sort of explain it. Seamus has already finished and he's played a lot more than I have, but um, from what I've gathered so far, it's like part... Uh, like sort of tabletop dnd campaign sort of thing like real high fantasy lore mixed with like almost like a sports game like it's essentially like mm, i'd call it like nba jam meets uh like i don't know if you would have played any of super giants back catalog but they had a game called transistor where the um the combat was very Turn-based and isometric and sort of stuff, and it's it has a little bit of that and a lot of like real arcadey NBA Jam sort of style sports throw the orb into their goal sort of thing. Um, I'm not selling it too well, but it's a hell of a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> no, but as as a as a general gamer, I'm seriously interested. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I mean, it's it's really different. That, that's one thing I've always enjoyed about Supergiant. Like they do things that are really different. Like with every game they've brought out so far. So um, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's good.
0: Yeah, it sounds sounds like a really entertaining game. Uh, I was going to say you haven't borrowed your housemate's switch to play a bit of Splatoon or anything, have you?
2: No, no. He actually took it no. back. He actually took it back the other day <laughs> oh, no. because oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, no. He's um, he's playing a bit of uh, Lego City Undercover. He's having a bit of fun with that. So
0: I've been I've been personally I've been hitting up all the you know Splatoon, getting on it about you know once a night. Uh, you know, doing a couple of rounds of turf war, uh, starting getting into ranked matches. Seamus, you've been playing it too, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I got it the day it came out. I've been doing the same, just like a couple of rounds or so before bed. It's just like it's such a simple mechanic in the game, but it's just like it's just really fun. Yeah, and it's
0: it's, it's, just, it's a good game to just hit up if you want to, you know, have a bit of stress relief and you know, cause a bit of mischief. I think.
1: And, and just paint. I'm I'm the type of guy as well that like. I'm such a stickler that everything has to be covered. It can't just be mostly. It just has to be everything. So I'll stay back with the roller at the base and cover everything for like a minute and a half and then they'll move on and actually start fighting people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, it's so strange to so strangely sad. I, I, find, I find myself, you know, being being the, um, the carrier of the team by spreading as much paint as possible. So, mm. yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of, uh, you know, supporting and, and team members and et cetera, this is going to be a really terrible segue. <laughs> uh, it's been announced recently that uh, Australia is getting a Gamer House reality show. The, uh, the next gamer is basically Big Brother for aspiring esports players, where they take 40 consist- contestants uh, who battle it out over five days to win a spot in the house, and then 10 out of the 40 will be joining the house in Sydney, where we'll get to see them performing daily challenges in order to become the next big gamer. Uh, Brody, you know what? Are, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Uh, phew, you know, uh, sounds <laughs> sounds good, I would guess. You, would
0: you challenge your housemate for a spot in the house?
2: No, no, probably not. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, they had a show like this recently, didn't they? Not not like in a house, but they always have these sort of like perform.
0: I feel like really in the past weak challenges. They, I feel like in the past couple of years they did have an ultimate gamer reality show that was a a us-based one or something yeah and, uh, I ve- and i think it only went through one season or something and they'd, so they'd, they'd
2: like funny, funny play different sport yeah. like they'd play different genres of games and all this sort of stuff and like people that have yeah. their strengths and all. yeah i mean i don't know like what 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 is it to become the next gamer like what do that what it, do they get out of it really
0: it yeah I, th- I think like it should be noted because it's a it's Basically, trying to build a professional League of Legends team. So, I'd say it focuses, you know, highly on League of Legends rather than, you know, a series of games. But, I mean, I guess we'll, you know, we'll find out and see what happens in the future. What about you, Seamus? Are you a big League of Legends player?
1: I used to play it back in the day, like in 2012 13, uh, just because I had so many friends really into it. Uh, I. F- I'm just interested to see how they're going to shoot this because particularly if it's just focused on League of Legends like at least in other reality TV shows they're either like building something and you can like see the progress like physically happening or if they're cooking you know you see the actual meal be cooked but when you're playing League of Legends you know it's just sort of the same thing over and over and it's kind of hard to really show that increased skill level I think it would be in a TV show so I think it's going to be like obviously they must have like other weird challenges as well which won't be linked to the actual skill of the game in any way, shape or form, probably. Um, yeah, It's I think it's going to be really weird. And I think, like, to be a professional esports player, you have to be really good. Like, you have to practice just, like, thousands and thousands of hours. So if they just pick, like, random people, even if they get to the final, they'll probably get trounced. But who knows? I guess we'll just have to wait and see do you do
0: you think that uh because i obviously i've like i've n- never played league of legends don't crucify me um but uh it's it's a team team-based kind of game isn't it
1: yeah yeah do you
0: think that it'll focus a lot on you know building a team both within the game and and within the house trying to establish a rapport
1: hopefully like i guess the best outcome would be and we do mention it in the article that it's going to be about like learning about the mental toughness and teamwork required and whether it will really go into that. Cause that's, that is a really important aspect in esports and in, in most where you have a team, you know, you're spending eight hours a day training with people living in the same house that like, you have to be really close with them, know them really, really well. You go gymming together, you eat together. And so like, it'd be cool if they do that well and show like, how much really goes into esports like it could actually be really cool for showing the mainstream like what esports really is yeah yeah i I agree i mean like we're on the verge here of, you know, big things happening in the esports
0: world. I mean, you know, like, not a, you know only a couple of podcasts ago, we discussed uh, uh, AFL teams beginning to look into purchasing esports teams. I think the Adelaide Crows ended up purchasing an esports team. Yeah,
1: and, they did, Legacy, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, uh, you know, more and more esports are, you know, getting wider broadcast and everything. Add to that, like, League of Legends already has a massive fan base as it is, I think, like... It could be an interesting experiment, but uh, I guess we'll see how we go, you know, whether or not it's broadcast on free-to-air or whether it's a, you know, like a Twitch stream kind of base thing, you know, like if you have around-the-clock viewing ability for this, you know, this particular gaming house, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, I guess we'll see how it, how it turns out maybe you'll be on fox because everyone has that because everyone's watching game of friends right so everyone must have fox yeah sale. that's true i mean like with the, <laughs> with streaming services as well like you've got such wide access to these kind of programs that uh, i guess you know uh, it's it's easily accessible for everyone to to kind of watch whenever they want so the
2: yeah. question is though are they going to go the full big brother experience and have a uh, next gamer up late
1: I was thinking,
0: (laughs) after
2: dark.
1: I don't know. Does does
0: that does that create a conflict of interest? I mean, does that then turn into like a cam girl situation or something? You know.
2: Oh, this is true.
0: League of Legends by day, cam girl by night. So
2: yeah. Well, that that, that's the best case scenario. the The worst case is that uh, (laughs) just a bunch of sweaty dudes.
1: That's, just um, playing league and sleeping, yeah. and yeah, they'll they'll just yeah.
2: they'll just be still playing league, really.
0: And I think I think yeah. with those kind of shows, I think they'd also kind of want diversity. You know, like diversity is a big thing, so they're not just gonna, you know, go out and pick the best people that sit on their computers twenty four seven. They're gonna want people who are gonna, you know, get viewers in and and watch the show as well. I mean, you watch things yeah. like, uh, you know, Master Chef and and uh, the Block and everything, and it's always a mix of people. It's never just like you know the the hundred percent attractive people or the you know unlike like pressed up attractive people so yeah you know not not trying to be judgmental but <laughs>
2: yeah, you no, know, for sure no you're right uh, you're right
0: yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah Speaking of television shows, uh, you know, those of you born in the 90s and growing up with 90s TV, you might want to sit down for a second because this you know, might give you head spins. Cheese TV is making a comeback. Jade and Ryan are back. They'll be hosting a brand new show on Twitch every week playing retro games that they used to, that they used to play live. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be a, a couple of hours every week, fellas. Uh, I don't know about you, like I grew up with the cheese, you know, the cheese TV boys. Um, it was something that I'd wake up to every morning, excited to watch. Uh, there's often there was often days where I'd wake up way too early and end up having to watch uh, Aerobics Oz Style, which uh, was you know as i grew up <laughs> it was highlight. like you know as i grew up it was like oh okay maybe i should pay attention to this show but as a kid i was like nah get it off and get my cartoons on <laughs> it's,
2: it's bloody um, sacred mate it's sacred
0: <laughs> but uh yeah like cheese tv is a big institution for especially like 90s kids uh but even the later le- the later ones you know who kind of would have seen the clips and everything um you know how excited for we are this like seamus i know you're like probably the youngest on this cast
1: uh did you grow up with the Cheesoids? i remember it was on but i never really watched it oh that's a shame (laughs) i yeah and but i understand how important it was for people uh like around our age group because it was just one of those shows that was on every morning and what was like what were some of the core pillars of it because i i i I know the pokemon
2: and dragon ball z pretty much
0: Oh, yeah, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Basically, if you name like some kind of 90s pop culture show, that's where it airs. This is
2: what so, I wonder, though, because it's going to lose a lot of its luster not having any of those kids' shows to broadcast. Like, what are they going to do? They're just going to play games. Like, that's not the cheese TV we, we, we grew <laughs> up with.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, it's the same guys. I mean, like, half the time, you'd, yes, you yes, you'd you watch it in the mornings to, to you know, get ready for school or, you know, if you're old enough, work or, you know, whatever. But I think that, like, the hosts made the show. Like, there's some days where if the hosts went on there, you'd watch the cartoons, but you'd feel that little bit empty inside that you didn't see, you know, these two guys on your, on your TV that were kind of your best mates introducing, you know, TV shows. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, I see your point.
0: Yeah, I I think you know, th- I don't know. If, if I'm
2: not mis- did their first episode air on Sunday, or was, is it the uh, or is it the coming Sunday?
0: I think it's this coming Sunday. I'm I'm not actually too sure. That probably you know would be good if I <laughs> if I knew the details. <laughs> sorry, 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 <laughs> let's listen, sorry, sorry, to you know. put you on the spot. Jeez. If it's if it's come back, then uh, by all means, guys. I'm I'm so sorry. I missed your first show, and I'm I'm really cut. And you know I shouldn't call my ni- myself a '90s kid. Some anymore.
2: cheeseoid you are.
0: uh it is uh set to stream every sunday night at 7 p.m uh i don't see a date in our article
2: though (laughs) no i don't think there was a date in the uh in the Uh, the, news.com.au article
0: the the, um the article came out on the the 29th so i'd say it's probably this this coming weekend that it'll start uh by the looks of it yeah possibly cheese on yeah uh anyway uh Follow it on uh, Twitch TV. Uh, Cheese on Twitch uh, is the link. So, for those of you uh, playing at home, uh, Cheese on Twitch is the Twitch stream that comes up every Sunday. And that's
2: C-H-E-E-Z. Not Not uh, your typical cheese. Like your your beaker and your...
0: Um, yeah, uh, and they'll be doing the mailbag, and they'll give you know do giveaways and stuff like that. So I'm I'm sure you know the nostalgia the nostalgia train is massive. Like you know everyone everyone who used to watch the Cheezoids, I'm sure is going to you know jump on board even without the cartoons because the the guys just had charisma. You know they they for. Uh, for who they were they were you know just like a bunch they were a bunch of kids themselves when they were hosting the show so i'm sure the charisma will just ooze back through and you know it'll be a trip down memory lane so there's there's a
2: certain bit of romance to it too that they've stayed mates this whole time
0: yeah yeah i mean like you know how how many of us can say we've had you know mates for 12 years or something friendships that have lasted for the same amount of time so yeah true Uh, sorry I'm bringing the bringing the chat down. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of trips down mem- memory lane uh, and the nostalgia that is Crash Bandicoot, uh, news has broken that. Uh, Screenshots from a Crash Bandicoot on the Xbox have leaked. Uh, one of the designers from the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy has released footage showing the game with Xbox controls, prompting people to believe that announcement for an Xbox version is imminent. Now, uh, Brody, I know you're a big Xbox fan. I'm trying to convince you to join the PlayStation side.
2: I, I have come over recently. I have come over.
1: Yeah,
0: but uh, you know, are you are you excited for this kind of thing?
2: Um, well, if it is true, I mean, um, that still remains to be seen. A lot of people are on the the train of thought that they could be playing it on a PC with just like, you know, dev tools and all that sort of stuff and using just a controller as they do. But um, I suppose having the UI in place kind of lets you imagination turned to the fact that it probably is coming to xbox and i think we've assumed it all along that it probably would there'd just be like a timed exclusivity for sony or something like that but um
0: well i think yeah like uh back back when you know it was announced uh it was you know it was thought that it was going to be exclusive and then we got that uh that tweet from playstation island that suggested it was exclusive but then it also yeah. you know, disappeared not long after yeah true um so I guess like, you know, if you if you look at it, like the game the game's already sold immensely. I mean it it was still ble- beating Splatoon two uh you know weeks after its launch. Yeah, it's um, it's crushing it. You know. And it's sold a lot of copies on the PS4. It'll,
2: it'll be good for um Xbox users that uh don't own both to finally be able to sort of get a chance to uh, play it if they didn't get to play it in their younger years or, or whatever. Um, and, obviously it'll, it'll, yeah. and obviously, it'll do good for Activision to sell, you know, say, 10 more copies for the people that bought Xbox Ones. Um, yeah,
0: shame. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <I was> gonna-
2: <laughs> Sorry, go on.
0: Um Yeah, no, uh, Seamus, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of games... We've, we've always thought, you know, would go multi-platform, but then, you know, depending on developers, have ended up either, you know, exclusive or, or whatever. Do you think that this, uh, you know, multi-platform would be the way to go for this kind of game?
1: Like, it had its time as an exclusive back in the day, and I enjoyed it then. And that's the thing, like, uh, I do really... I think it's a great series. I have very, many from memories of it, even though if it's like frustratingly hard a lot of the time um but i i just want at the end of the day i just want more people to play it and the thing is activision own it and so they can do whatever they want with it they can release it on whatever platform and you know there has been lots of rumors um about it like the island's playstation tweet and it's just them never specifically saying absolute exclusives so it's always been sort of up in the air and it depends on what deal they have with Sony. It's probably just a time thing and Sony paid for that. But I'd just be happy that more people get to play it. Like, how could we, this be if it went to the Switch eventually and people can just play it on the go and share it with more and more people? Like, at the end, end of the day, like that's the best thing that people get to experience the game more.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you've got a good point there. I mean, like, I, I personally, sometimes I play my Switch and then I'll go back to Crash on, on the PS4. And I kind of think that it would be the kind of perfect game to fit in on the switch uh you know it's because the switch being portable of course you know you can take it everywhere but you know having the ability to play crash you know around the house without being sort of tied up to a a console takes that nostalgia factor further uh you know like the original crash of course the only experience you ever really got was uh when it kind of did it get released it didn't really get released on anything else did it um
2: not the original games i don't think the no,
0: the, no it was yeah. only the future it was only the future titles that end up you know going portable so i think yeah no uh having having the ability to to go multiplat would you know would would benefit it cuz like anyone who hasn't bought a ps4 by now which you know god forbid are there actually anyone is there actually anyone out there who hasn't purchased a ps4 i think they now? hit i, I think, think they hit 63 a, they're million
1: at con- conquering the world they're getting there yeah
0: uh, like yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to overtake the ps2 for consoles sold you know by the by the end of its run um but yeah for those who you know for the diehards who who don't want to purchase a ps4 you know especially for one game i mean like i know that it's been selling uh it's been
1: selling you know PS4s basically, um, yeah, just bonkers sales. Like it was the highest selling crash game um, in the UK in the first week, and it's outsold even Splatoon in the second week when Splatoon launched. So, and to be fair, there's a lot more PlayStation 4s in out in the wild, so that's a good reason why. But yeah, it's been selling just crazy amounts.
0: Yeah, um, you know the fact. Yeah, the fact that it sold consoles. I mean, it could. I don't. I don't see it having the same effect for Xbox or or the Switch, but I think it could boost uh you know those those um consoles by releasing on them um but at the same time yeah like yeah for those for those who don't particularly want to buy um a PS4 to play Crash um unless it comes to PC then you know i think i think it's a good thing um plus the more sales that they get the more likely they are to you know release sequels for games of course like um i don't know i don't know about you guys but i'm hanging for a Crash Team Racing reboot Oh man! You know a crash, crash, or something. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know the the rest of the sequels. You know I don't really care about. Um, I I didn't really like uh, the Wrath of Cortex on the PS2. I don't know if you guys played that one.
1: Was that the one where you like you played with them together? You had to solve puzzles with them together. No, that was was that that was Twin Sanity. Ah, right. Twin Sanity.
0: Twin Sanity is where they started to get a little silly. <laughs> um Ra- Wrath of Cortex was the one on the PS2 which I don't think it was made by Naughty Dog uh but they no. tried to they tried to do you know uh, old school crash and it was okay but it just didn't feel right. Um so yeah but no it would be so good to see you know uh Crash Bash and Crash Team Racing. Uh and then who knows like I mean with Activision still owning the IPs for other things maybe you know there might be enough of a, a call out to remaster the original Spyro trilogy. I mean, did, you know, would you guys be interested in that if they got remastered? Brady?
2: Oh, uh, well I never played Spyro, just as I'd never really played no. just as I'd never really played Crash, so and I I've, I've I've played Crash now and I enjoyed it, so why why not try Spyro, you know?
0: I think I think I've got more rose-tinted glasses cuz I grew up with those kind of games. Yes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I've, uh, I, I've explained this. I didn't have a PlayStation. I was a Nintendo 64 kid. <laughs> that's all I had. X,
0: you Xbox fanatic.
2: I pretty much went from Commodore 64 to Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64. I just, I just never had the Sony side until like, you know, maybe late PlayStation 2.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's a whole lot of gaming that you've missed. I have. I have. You should. You should uh, hit up some retro forums and see what you can see if you can buy some retro consoles.
2: Maybe go down the market or something. <laughs> go, go, go down to cash converters.
0: Uh, speaking speaking of uh, you know super popular titles such as Crash, uh, Overwatch. These segues are killing is, it now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm get I'm getting the hang of it. Not not quite. Um, they're terrible, and I'm never probably never going to host them after this cast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Overwatch uh, yeah with Overwatch Blizzard has, tena- has announced uh, that the Overwatch summer games are back with our very own Sydney Australia getting a map in Lucio Ball Lucio Ball? Is that how we pronounce it?
1: Uh, Lucio, Lucio Ball.
0: Ball. Um, Lu- I, I Lucio might Ball. Lucio Ball. I, I, I might throw <laughs> to you, uh, you first, Seamus, because uh, I personally, uh, like, I've looked at Overwatch and I've considered getting it, but I've never taken the dive, so I'm a bit out of my element here talking about it, uh, you know, if, if I, yeah, you know, what what is Lucio Ball all about
1: uh, I actually missed it the first time it was around last year when the event was actually on. But like, I, I play Overwatch. I've played it since day one. I've been addicted to it. Addicted to it <laughs> since then. Sunk hundreds of hours into it. It's a great game. I have. I. I have had a lot of fun with it. And the events are a really good way of mixing it up. Uh, and Lucio Bowl, was pretty much you just play as Lucio and the teams of Lucio going up against each other trying to. It's. It's kind of like similar uh, type of arena and goals to Rocket League and the bowl as well. But the arenas are a bit smaller, so you don't have to run nearly as far. And yeah, you just Lucio trying to hit a ball into a goal. And uh, like because I missed it last year, I'm kind of keen to check it out. But with most of the events, it's kind of just fun to play a couple rounds of. For me personally, I know I have a lot of friends who get into a lot more. But it's more of a distraction for a bit. But the core game is so much fun. Like I don't even really need the distractions, but it, it is a good way to mix it up. Everything you just said went
0: straight over my head. <laughs> I have no idea what, but it sounds it sounds interesting. I mean, you mentioned Rocket
1: League, and I love Rocket League, so you know, yeah, but, I know that, Matt. I know how to appeal <laughs> to you, Matt. Uh,
0: uh, Brody, you know, how about yourself? Has Overwatch been something that uh, you've you've gotten into, or has it has the uh, the craze kind of passed you?
2: Uh, I played it very early days, like before um before people developed like strategies for it and stuff like that, and then. Probably like two weeks after, I was just getting like mowed down. Like, I'm the, I'm not the sort of player that plays with the same squad like every every night and all that sort of stuff. So I was just sort of getting matched with randoms, and we'd always just get wiped. And I lost interest very quickly after that. But um, you you kind of had had you have me at Rocket League now. So, <laughs> I'm I might uh you know put it in and let the Xbox update and. See what Lucio Ball's all about.
1: There will be a couple of updates. I can assure Oh, you that'll, that'll probably be <laughs> that'll, that'll
2: probably be good for about eighty gig.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the article. Like, you know, I'm I'm seriously considering picking up Overwatch. I've always considered picking up Overwatch. I guess, uh, like Splatoon kind of filled that gap for me for that sort of you know fun upbeat, uh, you know multiplayer online game that you know you're looking for. Every now and then you kind of get a craving to play a particular game, uh, and you know, Splatoon filled that gap, but uh, you know, Overwatch has already always kind of held that, you know, that interesting look of oh, you know, you could jump in any time, just go play whenever you want, and everything. But uh, you know, I think after a while, when the craze kind of goes past you, you look at it and you go, everyone's got like a squad, or you know, they've they've built a team around what they're doing, and I just want to get in and have fun. I don't really want to be bogged down by semantics and everything, so. I think that's why it's kind of gone past me, but uh, re- you know, just going through the article, so uh, Lucio Lucio Ball, did I say that right again?
1: Yes, that's okay, correct. Cool.
0: <laughs> Lucio Ball will introduce Sydney, Australia as a new map environment. Matches will rotate between Sydney and Rio Stadiums. Uh, several changes have been made to Lucio's abilities in Lucio Ball. The ability to boop enemy players has been removed. <laughs> I have no
1: idea what that is. What is So that's to boop someone is to use a certain ability of Lucio to push them away and often you boop them off of like a map to kill them? Um, I don't know if you could do that in Lucia, Roll, so maybe they've just changed it so you can't boop them away from you. You have to use more skill in how you move the ball, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. It's still going way over my head, so... (laughs) You're just going to jump in, Matt. Like, (laughs) uh, uh, I can understand Brody's point of view with, like, not having a squad and stuff, but most of the time I just play online by myself and... I, know, I, I love first-person shooters, so I always have a good time, but Overwatch is one of those things where, if like, even if your reactions aren't that great and you can't play, like, a McCree or a Hanzo, you can play, like, a support, and I have heaps of fun playing support, because they've just um, developed it and designed it really well so all the characters are fun, and even if you're, like, not very good at games, I feel like it's something you can just jump into and have a bit of fun. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds like interesting, but again, like, you know, we'll, we'll
0: see. We'll see how we go. We'll see. We'll see how we go. (laughs) I mean, maybe if you guys come play with me, then, you know, I'll just drag your team down and, and, (laughs) you know, make you guys look terrible. So yeah. Uh, Speaking (laughs) of, you know, being terrible at games. Um, no, actually, that's a terrible segue. <laughs> Speaking of, terrible segues and terrible games. Uh, how do, how, what are we, what are our thoughts on uh, limited edition consoles and controls? Uh, just, just, off the, just off the top of the... Off, if
2: off you're the going where case. I think you're going uh, with the Destiny one, that Destiny controller is...
0: Well, dog oh, ugly. Thanks for spoiling. Thanks for spoiling my intro, because <laughs> I was going to say a Destiny Two DualShock is on the way, but it's kind of weird looking. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation, not PlayStation, uh, has announced that a limited edition Destiny Two DualShock is coming to Australia, releasing in spring 2017. The DualShock features a customized touchpad with the game's logo, as well as the iconic character class insignia in that epic Destiny gold. Uh, I got to say, I saw the images and it kind of looks like someone's just photoshopped a bunch of logos onto a, a DualShock 4. Uh, mm. Brody, what are you, like, you, you seem to have some pretty heavy thoughts even before I introduce the article. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to keep going on that? Or? Yeah,
2: look, if anyone that's listened to this podcast in the last, you know, six weeks or whatever that I've been on it, you'll know that I am pretty passionate about Destiny. I love my Destiny. And this controller is just gaudy. It's not subtle. It's just tacky. It's <laughs> over the top, <laughs> and whoever designed it should be ashamed of themselves. Now,
0: brutal. That's some yeah, some pretty <laughs> brutal words there. Oh, it's just um, ugly.
2: Like if it had to just been, for example, just a nice white controller with just the gold insignia in like the right handle, without all the logos, they may as well have written Activision straight across it.
0: <laughs> like well, you never know, we haven't seen the back of the Yeah, the
2: back it probably of the control, does have Activision. So it's
0: probably there, so...
2: But, um, yeah, if it had been, like, just way more subtle, it would have... I would have bought one, but I'm not going within 10 yards of the thing now.
1: How about... See, I think. I think still most Destiny players would just be, a, like, why not? I Like, I can't wish it was just the Destiny 2, even just on the touchpad, and that would have looked kind of nice, or it had, like, gold edges or linings to the controller something like that yeah like it is way too out there but I still feel like so many Destiny players will just pick it up uh,
2: probably and so, some other companies doing a bunch of um is it Razer that are doing a bunch of Destiny uh like uh, accessories and stuff like that like headphones and stuff I, like I, that
1: I haven't seen any but do they look any better than this uh so, I, can't, I, can't I
2: can't really remember off the top of my head what they look like but um they have to surely they have to look better <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I gotta say that, uh, it's, it's probably not one of the best, uh, controller designs I've ever seen. Um, you know, you just, you just look at it and I mean, even, you know, what you were saying with the, the, insigni- the insignia, the insignia, insignia, I'll speak English in a moment. Uh, the insignia, uh, you know, you could have even put that in the center of the touchpad, and, and, you know, of course people would have called it out be like, Oh, all you did was add a custom touchpad? but, uh yeah it it does look a little over the top. I mean like it's, you know Sony Sony's had finer uh, finer looking special edition controls and consoles before, and I think this is just a bit of a cop out so for sure. and like yeah.
2: compare it to um I don't know, I didn't actually read the story about it, but the um someone posted the day before or something about a God of War controller. And like I don't, oh, yeah. I yeah. assume that was just a custom job. I didn't actually read into it. I don't know if yeah, it's, it was. Yeah, yeah, but something like that, like that, just looks so much better. Like with the leather pouch over the uh, over the touchpad and stuff. And granted, it looks bulky and like pretty. It, it looks like it'd be so impractical to use, but <laughs> at least it looks. Cool. At least that's fan service done right. Well, I mean,
0: if you go if you go back to you know the ps the PS3 had uh, you know several custom controllers. And speaking of the God of War one, they had a God of War controller, but it was the it was the gold DualShock three with uh, like Kratos's red uh, markings all over it, so it looked like you know him, but as a as a control. Oh yeah. Uh, and And it looked really good, i mean yeah like sony sony 's done some really good ones recently i mean even the even the Star Wars one where it had the different colored jewel shocks uh you know analog sticks um the uncharted one uh was really good but uh i i don 't know i'm i 'm really i 'm really not sold on this kind of control, especially if it 's like marked up over the standard controls so mm. yeah no at the end of not. the day
2: the destiny one is something designed for marketing like that's for marketing whereas the god of war one is designed for like passionate gamers that love love the games they play and want to celebrate that by having something unique whereas yeah Destiny's is just you know made to appease Suck. people who like logos yeah,
1: yeah chuck on some logos and off you go yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah if it'd been a lot more subtle like i um i have a couple like uh unique controllers but even like my xbox one controller that got launched that has that says like xbox one launch on it
2: yeah day Uh, one
1: like it's it's day one yeah it's just like it's subtle but it's like has that much meaning behind it i guess that's more around the timing of it as well but yeah it's just yeah it could have been a lot more subtle um but you've also got uh, an article about destiny 2 up on the website already don't you Brody? uh which one was that uh, like the preview of the beta, or the one you played with the beta. Oh, right?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you can check that on the website, and if you want to hear good things about, uh, presumably good things about Destiny. Yeah,
2: no, it's uh, it's it's still <laughs> it's still Destiny, but uh, it's sort of it refines what Destiny did well, and I think it's uh, all, all the people that I uh, didn't like Destiny usually had the same gripe, and that's what it had: no story, and it was like it, it felt relatively unfinished. But uh, it looks like they're doing their best to uh, amend that with the sequel it's going to be very heavy on story from what i can tell
0: so you would you wouldn't advise against you know you'd you'd advise against buying this controller just to make the experience complete then
2: (laughs) whatever you do whether you play destiny or not do not buy this controller (laughs) it is it is gross i'm sorry activision it's gross
0: some some harsh words there from our dear Brody. um hopefully activision don't come after him and uh you know try and shut him down.
2: Yeah, we'll pr- we'll probably never hear from them again.
0: <laughs> so, gentlemen, with with uh, my title currently being upheld in what the wiki, it means that I am this week ineligible to play. Uh, would we <laughs> like to give it a shot? I
2: was wondering if you had prepared a what the wiki, but uh, I thought you I've, yeah, same. I've prepared.
0: I've prepared uh, I, I you know, in in between talking about nothing and and stumbling my way through hosting this podcast, I've been trying to prepare something. So. Look at you. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, if, uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, What the Wiki is uh, our weekly... What do we call it? Guessing game? Um. Kind of game game show-style guessing game. Uh, <laughs> where we have, we have uh, multiple contestants, normally two. Uh, we list off... Uh, last week, Jake switched it up. And um, rather than uh, listing off a, a game and getting the players to mention the title, he listed off game characters. Uh, and got got me and Brody to list off who, which character it was. So basically the idea of the game is, uh, you know, without naming the title of the game, the game's description is given to the players and the players have to guess what game we're talking about. Uh, and as I'm in the lead and I'm hosting, uh, I'm ineligible to play. So that means Brody can catch up or Seamus can plant his feet firmly in the ground and... You know, get a stranglehold on the game
1: he's hoping
0: (laughs) so how how it works is uh i will read off the description of a character and our two contestants here will shout their name and then hopefully give the correct answer brody are you ready i'm ready seamus are you ready
1: I'm ready and we say our own name right we you, don't just yes. share the answer no, okay. we, we say our, we, you say your own name. <laughs> I'll say your <laughs> name because I've done been, that before there's been I've Brady's yeah. Yeah,
0: there's been a lot of controversy about <laughs> that in the past so uh, I'm pretty sure it was started by me uh, so, so
2: what are we doing are we doing keeping with Jake's uh, change up or are we going back to games
0: yeah I reckon I reckon we stay with Jake's
2: ooh so, characters yeah.
0: um, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a little more unique so
2: tense okay
0: yeah Okay, here we go. This character was a bike messenger who was delivering a package for someone to... Seamus.
1: Cole from Infamous series. Do you know the full name? Uh, Cole McGrath? Seamus? No! You are uh, correct. Cole. Yes, okay. <laughs> you paused for so long.
2: <laughs> wow, we—that was quick. I've never even played um, Infamous. This is all going yes, to be PlayStation things. I'm at a serious disadvantage.
0: No, it's not going to be PlayStation things. Calm down.
2: Or it's going to be someone from Splatoon, <laughs> or one of the Dream Daddies.
0: Well, I-, I can only hope. No, that's that's a little unfair because then it's like, you know heavily skewed towards Sheamus, and and I'm not that kind of person.
2: This is a conspiracy. You want to hold your lead.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's let's get on to (laughs) round two. Gentlemen, uh, are we ready? Yes. Yes. This character has a variety of abilities that stand out relative to other characters in the particular series. This character's prehensile tongue can extend a considerable distance to grab distant objects or access otherwise out of reach areas after grabbing these objects it may swallow the object brody? to produce yes Damn it. is it yoshi brody yes you are correct yay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i was i was so confused for so long in that
1: we're, yeah we're i was like Kirby? To,
0: <laughs> i had to i had to actually go through to make sure i could find you know really difficult i want i want you guys to guess i want you guys to you know well, you're doing well really You're doing very really well struggle to guess so uh, I, f- I actually failed to mention uh, at the start of the game it is the first to two in this game so currently our players are tied on one point each next point wins uh <laughs> the next point will in fact win the game and uh get that little bit closer to clinching my lead uh.
2: <laughs> that's not a euphemism by the way
0: Brody, I'm not dating you as your dad (laughs) Okay, gentlemen Are we ready? Yes Yes. Well, I'm not (laughs) Uh, No, here we go In the early games This character's visual appearances Were references to popular actors He was given his own Consistent design In the first game such design shows him as a brown-haired adult wearing a dark sneaking suit and a bandana. Brody? His appearance, yes?
2: Is it a solid snake?
0: Oh, man. Brody? Yeah? You win this round of What The very, Wiki! Very nice. Oh, boy. Ding, 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 ding. I had no idea at all.
2: Because <laughs> it he was, he was based on uh, Kurt Russell out of that movie, wasn't he?
0: Uh I think yeah like a mix of Kurt Russell uh I think on the original packaging of the Metal Gear game on the sne- on the NES uh they mm. actually copied a picture of Michael Bean from the Terminator. Um, right. as huh. well so yeah but he's he's had uh you know several different sort of action movie influences so For yeah, sure. but Brody, congratulations on winning what the Wiki.
2: Thank you. We are tied once again.
0: Um yeah, I, I actually don't know. like someone's gonna have to go back and listen to all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <type>.
2: my <laughs> understanding is that we're we're probably tied three three now, and I think Stephen might be on one.
0: i'll I'll take your word for it. Um, I take I like this
2: very it. seriously. Yeah.
0: I like to keep saying as as the reigning champion I like to keep saying that I'm winning so you know I'll, I'll take your word for it for now that has been episode 109 of the Startcast uh, be sure to subscribe to us on your favourite podcasting service uh, Podcast One Podbean iTunes uh, whatever else is out there or even if you listen to us uh, through our site also be sure to follow Press Start Australia both through our website and our Facebook page and our Instagram and our Twitter for all your latest gaming news uh, Instagram and Twitter are press start AU uh, I've been your host Matthew Zamari I've stumbled my way poorly through this podcast you've, uh, you've done p- well please please feel free for once to throw abuse at me through Twitter <laughs> uh, at mvzamari or follow me and my lovely pictures on Instagram at Matthew VZ and I've been joined by the wonderful Seamus
1: you can follow me on Twitter, at Seamus Mullins. And I thoroughly enjoy your lovely pictures on Instagram, many of which are of your Japan trip, which are very nice. Yeah, I
0: still haven't run out of photos of that, so...
1: <laughs> I've noticed, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you Did you have Instagram you want people to follow too, or is that it?
1: No, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we've
0: also been in, joined by the illustrious Brody.
2: Yes, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on most things that are worth... Following me on at uh, Brody underscore DG.
1: Are you on Pinterest? I'm
2: not. That's not worth. Well, that's not that's worth using.
1: Worth, that's that's <laughs> worth using. Do you have I a Tumblr? It?
2: I <laughs> probably do have a Tumblr somewhere, but uh, but you won't find me at Brody underscore DJ.
0: That's disappointing. I was I wanted to look up all your uh, all your emo posts, teen
1: angst, all
2: my emo posts.
0: (laughs) You can you can go back and trace the the upset of when Cheese TV was (laughs) cancelled. Oh well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us, and uh, happy gaming.
2: Bye bye,
1: bye.